Welcome to Game of Books with Kathy in South Dakota. That's me. And Christy in South Florida. That's me. We're two newbie writers sharing our take on wine, food, and mystery books. And the authors who write them. Join us for the fun. Welcome everyone to our Killer Season 2 last episode of 2019. Woo! I can't believe it. It's been quite a ride and we, since we started this podcast just over a year ago. I can't believe it. <laughs> Our first episode came out November 9th, 2018. Oh my gosh. And now, 45 <laughs> episodes later, I can honestly say that we've shared a lot of wine, mystery books. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> and interesting conversations. I know. I well, can't I mean, believe it. Can you believe it's 45? 45 I just can't believe it's 45. No. Yeah. No, that I'm very surprised by that. Not to mention all the fun times when we get together in person mm-hmm. and all of the incredibly successful and wonderful authors we've gotten to know. Yes, it has been an amazing journey, I have to say, of learning and growing as a writer and as a podcaster. Oh, for sure. And, of course, I am a very optimistic person, but I really believe the best is yet to come. Yes, I agree. I'll go for that. And um, before we get on to the rest of our podcast, let's recap some of um, this journey. So um, I would suggest... We start with the wine. <laughs> Let me guess. Start with the wine. <laughs> Always a good place yes. to start. So you can choose what maybe your favorite wine was and what episode it came from. Okay. So when you had mentioned that to me, I, I knew exactly what I was going to pick right away. Mm-hmm. So I picked um, the wine that we shared with Alexia Gordon, which was the Apothic Inferno. Oh, yeah. Do you remember this? Yes. And I, you know what? That was, I, I do remember that one. That was a close second for me, I think. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the reason I, I think I thought of it um, right away um, for a couple of reasons. One, the wine was delicious. But mm-hmm. it was kind of a challenge because Alexia is, she prefers whiskey over wine. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to try to find a good fit and that was a red blend aged in a whiskey barrel. Mm-hmm. And Alexia approved, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a challenge, you know. And the second reason is that it was at Sleuthfest. It was our first kind of group of live podcasts. Mm-hmm. And Alexia was lovely. Mm-hmm. And it was really fun to talk to her. So that's that's my most memorable. That it did, came to me right away. Yes, yes. And, and like I said, I did think of that. And I did think along the same lines as you because I chose... Um, a wine from that same night, and mine was. Did you really? Yes, <laughs> mine was the Chateau du Camarsac Bordeaux. That was the one we oh. had with um, T. Jefferson Parker. Oh yes, it was you know Corks and Conversation number seven in season yeah. one, and um, yeah, I just I remembered that wine. One he asked. When we asked the authors what kind of wine they liked, that's how we knew Alexia liked whiskey. <laughs> right, um, right. Is he said, "Oh, I like a cheap Bordeaux," so mm-hmm. that's what we got. And the one we chose was like highly rated, but it was still under twenty dollars, and it was yep. really good. And I've gotten it. Since it was then really good because it's just a good all-around wine. You know, like a table wine. It's not. Yeah. And um and I know he liked it. 
You remember he him did like and, it and, and his wife had I some, do. and they and then when they left, yeah. we're like, "Here, take the bottle," and they're like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> well, because we had two more podcasts. I to do. know, true, true, but that was that good. was we drank a lot of wine that night, but that was really fun, and he was so nice yes. and such a pleasant guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, just has such a wonderful career and he's so inspiring to mm-hmm. new writers and his wife was lovely it was just all around a great experience yes definitely okay well we obviously can't forget about the food oh, no. i mean the wine's great but the food's been really fun too yes yes and even though we can't eat it always during our podcast because that would be a whole other problem <laughs> yeah, i know i think our sound editor would lose his mind if we were if we were eating things um, but we have had some great recipes that we've talked about, and I know we both have tried after the episodes. Um, right away for me, episode seven of season two comes to mind. Oh, yes. When we talked to um, the guys from the great website, How to Feed a Loon, Chris and Wesley. Yeah. We've been together for 30 years, so I've cooked a lot of meals for him, and um, he's cooked one or two for me. <laughs> but... but but so Chris uh, actually he made this uh, salad. It was a grilled uh, grilled shrimp and black bean salad one day, and decided oh. to just take a picture of it. And he took a picture, and all of a sudden, all these people on Facebook were like, "Why don't you start a food blog?" And well, it, like, it, it was one, it was one of those things. It was just like you know how Facebook sometimes you get like that immediate gratification, you know, where like everyone was like, "Oh my God, that looks amazing!" You know, I want the recipe. So. Then I posted another something else a little later, like the next week, and got the same reaction. So it got me thinking, well, maybe I'll start a food blog just for the fun of it. And um, so he started, uh, you know, coming up with recipes, and then I started to learn how to take uh, pictures to to get better photography. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, I mean, it literally, it really did just start out as a just kind of a, a, hobby. As a hobby for yeah. myself. And and uh, and I think another thing that I don't know, seemed to get people's attention was coming. The name was kind of unusual. And then when they mm-hmm. found out what it meant, they, they got the humor mm-hmm. and, you know, people love, we've learned people love good food and they love some, some humor. And um, so, so that was the long way of telling. You <laughs> well, it sounds, <laughs> it sounds right up our alley. Cause we do love food and we do love humor. So there you go. Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of people are that way. I mean, we, you know, we get some people say, okay, get to the point, you know, and, and we've, we've kind of refined our style a little bit over the years because they're, you know, oh, yeah. a lot of people, I mean, they do, I mean, they find us because they're looking for a recipe for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they enjoy our sort of our banter and us just being ourselves. But a lot of times you're like, I love you guys, but can you get to the point a little quicker? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we tried to find the right medium. So you have those special YouTube uh, subscribers that, that like to comment things. Start at minute 25 to get to the rest. <laughs> <laughs> well, when Kathy and I get a little long-winded, we just tell our sound editor to cut some of it out. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun for sure. Uh, but you know me. I have to um, hearken back to my food choice. Oh, no. In episode <laughs> two of our first season when I talked about um, Silence of the Lambs. And Ugh. then in season two, episode five, when we discussed Neon Prey. Remember? <laughs> I cannot. Yes, both are, I do. Both were cannibal killers, okay? <laughs> oh, 
you know, I think there's something about this because your your um, novel has some some relation to this. <laughs> I'm just saying. I I think you might need well, to revisit. I don't know the cannibal killer again. I'm just saying. <laughs> so he's a cannibal. <laughs> So there it is. That's it. Christy, just let it so out. So there it is. it is. Well, I mean, you find out on page 10 or something like yeah. that. T- page 15. No, so, I mean, it's probably even <laughs> in the description of the book, like the cannibal guy. Well, that doesn't tell you everything except for, hello, he's a cannibal. He's eating. <laughs> and and so I was like, okay, I'm going to have to research cannibals a little because, I mean, if we're having beef... because. <laughs> Oh my God, you're just enjoying this. Probably a little too much. I'm just thinking maybe a little too much enjoyment. I know. And it, and it's funny too, because then in my research, I'm like going, well, I wonder if they talk about like how to cook humans, you know, because maybe I should use that recipe. <laughs> okay. Again, you're you- making a beef tenderloin from a cow. Is that I correct? Am. I am. Okay. But, you I know. just wanted to clarify. I don't know who's looking at my my search (laughs) engine, you know, my Google search. Hopefully I'm not red flagged (laughs) anywhere. But okay, so I did adjust to non-human meat for our book club ideas for Neon Prey. I just have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Speaking of adjusting, remember how we each had a different book that we talked about in the beginning of our podcast? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And we were so nervous on the in the first one we just jumped right oh. in i mean <laughs> well you were more bra- you were much more brave than i was for sure i couldn't even lean into the microphone <laughs> <laughs> well we just you know we just didn't know and we were nervous and i'm sure you could hear it in our voices yeah all right i think we should take wait another sip of wine okay. I, I'm, I'm dying to hear about your food and mystery cheers. thing and cheers oh That's I really like that little wine. I do too. And while you're talking, I see, I can sip more. Although I have to be I know, that's... moderation, moderation. Yeah, you have to go next. <laughs> Tell me yours. Okay, so when you had initially said to me this great idea of we love talking about mysteries, we love talking about wine and food, let's combine it. The first book I thought of was actually the books I first books I thought of was from Daniel Silva. You know, he's my one of my favorite oh, yeah. authors. I know. We've come a long way, that's for sure. Remember when we first decided to interview authors at all? Yes, yes. And our first Corks and Conversation was with Cindy Callahan, who was so fun to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she was so great, and she is doing wonderful things. She's the award-winning author of um, a middle-grade series that's on Amazon, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's an original Amazon. like TV series called um, yeah. Just Add Magic, I think. Yeah. yeah. I decided that I was going to need to make changes at some point. I didn't know exactly what they were, but my health was suffering and I was constantly stressed out and grouchy because I was wor- just working so much. Um, and that's when I started writing more seriously. And I did start, hmm. I started a corporate thriller that backdrops the pharmaceutical industry. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> which is, which is I still have and it's still in my trunk and you'll hear me refer to my trunk probably a lot. Um, <laughs> oh, what are those, the books that you haven't published yet? That's correct. Yeah, I have several of them. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. 
So in the midst of doing that, my oldest daughter, who was then probably about eight years old, and her friends were over my house cooking in my kitchen. And I was just in awe of how cute they were and how much fun they had. <laughs> mm-hmm. And wouldn't it be awesome if they had like a cooking club? That'd be great. And then what if, what if it was a secret cooking club? And that was the germ of what became Kelly Quinn's Secret Cooking Club, the book that was then published as Just Add Magic. So, oh, that's great. I worked on the draft like manically. I I just could not get the idea out of my head. And I finished a first draft in maybe like two months and then went on to edit it for a very long time. Um, <laughs> Isn't that always the case? <laughs> and, and eventually then secured a literary agent, and the literary agent, after asking me to edit it, um, then <laughs> sold it to Simon & Schuster's children in, Children's Imprint Aladdin. Um, so that was my, my, role to public, my road to publication. Oh, that's so exciting. I, I love that you um, started with a need. You know, like a need, and then it led to passion, and then your daughters. I just think that's so great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Again, we had jumped right in, and I was so glad she was such a professional. Yeah. And, you know, I remember we did that one together, and that helped a lot because we were. I was really terrified. I know. Uh. <laughs> Sitting at the table, at least you and I were together anyway. Right. And what about the quirks and conversations that we've done at all of the conferences? We've done it at Sleuthfest and Thrillerfest. I know, I know. Like we talked about a little earlier, Sleuthfest is where we, um, that's where we basically cut our teeth on on location (laughs) interviews. Um, Yeah. We had like an audience even. And um, after that first night, where we did three episodes <laughs> in a row, each with a different wine. I just, Ugh. I haven't listened back, but I'm pretty sure our pronunciation probably went down the drain by the last episode. Oh, I don't know what we were thinking there. I know. <laughs> Thank goodness. I know. I know we must I mean, have been laughing a lot at least. It was so much fun. Yeah. Well, thankfully, the authors, T. Jefferson, Parker, Tom Stra, and Alexia Gordon were so generous and had so much to offer our listeners, because I don't know that we had um, that great of questions at that point. Oh, come <laughs> on. <laughs> but the, uh, uh, my editor and the publisher, uh, Will Balliet, from Carolyn Graff, had gone to Hyperion, which was an ABC-owned uh, publishing entity. And he took me to lunch one day and he said, there's a show coming on called Castle. Uh, and I said, yeah, I saw the pilot. And I, and I think that by that time they had aired two episodes and I enjoyed the show very much. And he said, well, they want to do a gimmick. Um, and, you know, your writing is kind of like they have in the show. Would you consider doing a one-off, just kind of a gimmick book, uh, as if you were Richard Castle? Since he, as you know, or I assume the audience knows, played a writer in the show. Yeah. So I said, sure. And so, oh, I got uh, goosebumps. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so my sort of like crashing defeat ended up becoming kind yeah. of a lucky uh, strike. And um, the book came out, uh, and it was supposed to go straight to paperback. They actually did a hardback, and it went to number six on the New York Times. So, um, good for you. I should have changed my name sooner. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that's. So um, that led to a contract for two more. The the third, the second one went to number four. The third one debuted at number one, um, and the rest is profit. 
Yeah. Uh, history, I mean. <laughs> I'm glad for both. Yeah. I know. I, I love those books. I love the mixture of humor, which, of course, we had the privilege of hearing you talk about that today mm-hmm. at Sleuth Fest. Um, but that, it's so fun. I mean, it's just a fun series. Wasn't expecting anything. Just needed the practice pitching this. It's like public speaking, which I'm actually terrified to do. <laughs> Henry Press, they've got a slot, probably because they're early and nobody wants to get up that early. Pitch to Henry Press. Uh, the editor, uh, Kendall Lynn, was like, no, we happen to be looking for a light paranormal cozy. He's like, you know, I happen to have written a light paranormal cozy. <laughs> and so she actually asked for my manuscript and I sent it and like, hey, we'd like to sign into a contract. Daniel J. Hale also happens to be a lawyer. And somebody had said, you know, if you get a contract, let a lawyer look at it. So yes. he looked at it, and because he's in the industry and knows everybody, he sent it to the one who's now my agent, Paula Munier, and said, hey, this is my former, this is my friend and former student who's gotten this contract. She needs an agent. Would you be willing to represent her? Oh, my goodness. So, wow. So between luck and networking, that's how I landed that's my agent. That's great. And that I am familiar great. with her because she writes at careerauthors.com. Yes, she does write at careerauthors.com, mm-hmm. and she actually has a book out herself, book out. Um, Borrowing of Bones, which yes. is nominated for Mary Higgins Clark wow. Award. Yeah. And her agency is Talcott Notch. Okay. Little plug. We're going to query. Little plug. Little plug We're for Tom. Right now. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great story. Yes. I mean, that's really like a Cinderella story a little bit. Right. After three years well, of after work. After a lot of work. <laughs> so yeah. Cinderella after blood, sweat, tears, yeah. and after hours, like you're putting in your day job and then doing this in the evenings. Yes, yeah. but, but there, there was, I mean, I, I will admit there was some luck. Yeah. yeah, my first book was Laguna Heat, and I started that book when I was 24, and it was published when I was 30, and, and during those six years, I, I, I rewrote the book five times. <laughs> And I threw Literally. the whole entire 500 pages away at the end of each year, noting as I knowing as I read the book that it really wasn't it wasn't good it wasn't ready yet. And so I rewrote it five times, which is a lot. And um, the book grew immensely during the time I was doing that. And so at the end of that time, I actually finally had a manuscript that I that I believed in, you know. And um, but it was hard. Those are the hardest years of a writer's life when oh, you're when man. you're supporting yourself one way. I was a, a newspaper reporter for most of that time, and then a technical editor another paper pushing sort of job um, for the rest of that time. And um, so that left me with um, um, after work when you're tired, right. weekends when you want to goof off, and holidays, you know. But I was, I was just very, very stubborn. And I wanted, to, I wanted to write a good book, and I knew that that was what it was going to take. And I also didn't want to be a starving artist. So I always kept my day job because I wanted to, I wanted to have... You know, I want to be able to have a little car right. and yeah. eat and right. <laughs> stuff like all that. The normal insurance. stuff. Normal stuff. Yeah. Insurance, right. All that all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I remember one time um, driving to work, a Newport Ensign newspaper was close to my close to my work, uh, to my apartment and a little apartment and a little car and and, and a little paycheck. And I, I remember one time you had you had to you had to take the ferry across from the island where I was living to the peninsula to the coast highway to the to the, to the newspaper, and one Friday, before I could cash my paycheck and stuff, I, I couldn't get to the bank, and I didn't have enough money to put gas in the car, so I had to leave the car on the peninsula and walk back to the ferry and take the ferry back across to my apartment because I was broke. You know, oh, wow. and then, so yeah. being broke is no fun, and I didn't no. like that. And no. so I, I continued to work as a reporter and a technical editor as long as I could to, just to pay for the basics. Right. And really, yeah. you didn't have. I mean, most people don't have the option to say, "I'm going to quit and you know write right. my novel for." Right. No, you know, I didn't. I, I didn't, yeah. and I didn't. I didn't have a family. I mean, think if you're if you're a mom or a dad yeah. and you're trying to get launched in a literary career plus make some money for right. the household. Um, tall order.
Yes, and we have been really lucky to continue to have great authors in season two. Oh, my gosh. You know, I think every one of our authors um, that we've talked to has been unique, but they all share um, really inspirational advice for new writers, which is so wonderful. I know. I know. I mean, I, I could not pick a favorite because I just loved every single one of them for each for maybe a slightly different reason, but they were all great. Yeah. And I have to say, we have some really exciting authors and books lined up for 2020. Yes, yes. And um, the first one coming up is Good Girls Lie by J.T. Ellison. I am beyond excited about that. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, following our conversation um, and book club kind of conversation about Good Girls Lie, the following week, we're going to do a Corks and Conversation with the author herself, J.T. Ellison. Yay! I'm so excited. Yay. I am too. I'm really excited. I'm a big fan of hers. I know. And so all you mysterious foodies out there, stay tuned in 2020 for some great inspiration and laughs. Fun times ahead. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks to our mysterious foodies out there for listening and sharing. Check out our website, gameofbookspodcast.com, where you can find links to all we talk about. And if you subscribe to our weekly newsletter, you can get those links sent directly to you along with any exciting updates. We are also on Facebook and Twitter under at GOB Writers. And if you enjoyed this episode as much as we did, we would love to hear from you. And please subscribe to Game of Books wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our book club ideas and quirks and conversations with award-winning and best-selling authors. That's all for today's episode of Game of Books Podcast, where we share food, wine, and mystery every Friday morning, just in time for the weekend. This is Christy and Kathy saying thanks for listening. Bye, Bye everybody. everybody.